about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. This morning, Mark, the book of Mark and chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 and verse 14. I've been on the scripture for a while. And I believe that it will be a blessing to us. Mark chapter 9. I've spent this entire month trying to encourage us into the word. Trying to encourage us that God is still on your side, trying to encourage us to be able to move forward. And we've read this scripture. just want to pick two or three things there from verse 14. It says, when they returned to the, to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them and some teachers of the religious law were arguing with them. And you know about the story. The story is about this man who brought his son towards the disciples so that they can heal the son of a demon that possesses the son and throws him violently on the ground that makes him grind and foam uh, uh, and he becomes rigid. So long and short of the matter is that the disciples couldn't do it. So when Jesus came, the father came to Jesus and said, Jesus, uh, if you can, can you please heal this child? And so let's pick it up from verse 21. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied since he was a little boy. So this boy has been going through this and this family has been going through this for a long time. He says, um, the spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us. Have mercy on us and what? I need, that, I need you to say it as if you are awake and you've had spiritual coffee this morning. Uh, have mercy on us and what? Help us. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Uh, what do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the crowd of the onlookers were going, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to scare and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent uh, convulsion and left him dead. And then the boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd. He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, helped him to his feet, helped him to his feet, helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Let me give you another scripture that will help us this morning. It's the book of Isaiah, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and chapter 50 and verse 7. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 7. Let us read it together and personalize it to yourself. Ready, steady, go. For the Lord... Uh, no, 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 no. Come on, it's a prayer. It's a prayer like we did in the morning. Shout it loud. For the... Uh huh. Yeah. Therefore I have set my face like a flame. Yeah. And I know that I will 
Come on, let's say this to God and let's say it to the devil so both can hear again. Like Flint, I know that I will not be ashamed. Father, breathe over your word this morning that lives will be changed, lives will be shaped, dreams will be fulfilled, and success will be guaranteed in the name of Jesus. To you we give glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over this whole month, we spoke about the difference between doubt and unbelief. Uh, and we said that doubt uh, is not unbelief. Doubt uh, is when you totally ignore God. And belief is when you know you have an issue, you have your doubts, but you're still seeking God. Uh, we spoke about the fact that doubt uh, can move into unbelief and can paralyze your movement into what God has ordained for you. And then we spoke about how to doubt your doubt. How do you deal with doubt? I said three things you have to learn to what? Pray with your doubts, paralyze your doubts, and proceed with your doubts. It may not leave you, but you can keep going on. And then when you do that, according to the scripture that we just read, it shows the techniques, it shows the examples or principles that you can use even when you have doubt in your heart. Doubt, should I continue? Doubt, should I can, um, do this doubt in making a decision? Sometimes you pray it, and as I uh, mentioned earlier, in, uh, two weeks ago, when you start to pray, you release the weights of doubt from off your feet onto your feet to move into what God has said to you. So I want to round up this series um, by going back to this story and seeing how the mercy of Jesus actually helped this man with his doubt and what is the most essential component uh, or an ingredient in defeating doubt and making the success of the things God has called us to do and to achieve this year as we continue to believe regardless of what has come against us that this year is our year of rising and no matter what the devil throws at us we know that this year is our year of rising so we can still proceed with our doubt, we can still paralyze our doubt by continuing speaking the word of God and we will continue to pray even with doubt um, and, 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 and while I was about to take another entirely new subject um, which, which has been authenticated this morning through the prayer uh, and I will pick that up next week, Sunday um, the, God still kept me on this scripture and said round this up nicely in a way that people will understand my mercy and my grace. Now, when you look at this, the scripture, you find out that the father in the Bible uh, and, and others uh, may have been overcome by this threatening, gut-wrenching and acute disappointment that they have faced in life. And you may be in that father's position where you have been confronted with some gut-wrenching, life-threatening, death-challenging issues uh, or disappointments or, or letdowns in life. Um, uh, and, and, and when you check through the scriptures, many people have fallen into that category who have faced adverse situation. But when you check it out, there's a common theme that runs through most of them. A common theme that runs run, run through Gideon. When Gideon got to a stage where he thought, how am I going to defeat this army? A common theme, theme that went through As um, Asa when he was also confronted with multitudes and multitudes of armies that was coming against him. A common theme that went through Jesus himself when he was on the cross and he didn't really know what he could do 
And he felt God had let him down. A common theme that goes through Joshua, a theme that goes through Moses, a, a theme that goes right from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. A theme that we saw in our prayer this morning that occurred in Genesis chapter 1, that when everything else was dark and everything was void, there was a common theme that God himself instigated and used in our life, which is called life. And this theme and this component has worked for all of them including this father against unbelief against doubt against despair and that one thing is that all of them knew where to get help from they knew where to go for help we sometimes look for help in the wrong places psalm 60 verse 11 says give us Help from trouble. For the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly. For it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Listen to me ladies and gentlemen. Success accorded to a person is not an indication that they will be your source of help. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? The fact that someone also helped you before does not mean that they are the ones ordained to help you now. I need to say this again. Because someone is successful does not mean that that is the place of your help. And because that person helped you before, doesn't mean that that is the person God has ordained for you, or to you, to help you now. That is where we fall into different kinds of calamity and trouble. When God brought that person to help you, through a financial difficulty. He didn't say that that person becomes your source. That person was a resource which was last month or two months ago. Now God is tasking you to develop your faith for the next journey. But we keep running back to the same person because they bailed us out last month and because they bailed us out last month doesn't mean they can bail us out this month and because you went back to them and they have not told you what they went through to bail you out you now see them as your enemy because maybe God has even spoken to them to tell you trust God and then you leave the place and now create an enemy for life because your source of help is from a human being and the Bible says the help of man is useless. So listen to me. So this man saw Jesus and saw the disciples so many times because sometimes you couldn't see the difference between them. 
Are you following what I'm saying? We went for a wedding uh, a few days ago and uh, I spoke about my children and many of them were going up to Pastor Ethi. Uh, and they were saying, yeah, is, is, that, is that your brother? Is that, is that your brother? I said, yeah, he's my brother. He said, ah, you look alike. I'm like, really? Uh, uh, yeah, he's my younger brother. I, I took like 15, 20 years off him uh, just to make myself look pretty good. But they didn't, couldn't say the difference between Jesus and the disciples. So many people will come to the disciples and see if the disciples could heal them. However, remember that preceding some of these chapters in some of the synoptic gospels, which is um, Matthew and Luke, you could see that even Jesus empowered the disciples. So the disciples went out and started casting out demons uh, and principalities and they came back to give a report to Jesus. I assume assumption is the lowest level of knowledge. So I'm taking that part and assume that maybe some of them had seen the disciples cast out demons before so they came back to them to cast out the demons. Now the problem is that there were two people who had a bit of a problem. Number one, the ones who came back to Jesus, came back to the disciples thinking that the disciples should be able to help them without remembering that the source of their strength comes from God. Likewise, the disciples thought, yeah, yeah we casted out the demons last week. Come on, bring him out. Out, 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 out. All this I've done before. You know, I've casted out demons before that I thought that after I finished, I thought demons left me. I was so exhausted. You have no idea. Before when I used to cast out demons, I thought that the more I shout, the more the demons will manifest. And sometimes it happens. And it looks like an exercise. Get out! And by the time I finish, I'm not getting home. I said, Can I have some paracetamol, please? Because even I have a headache. Until one day I just found out that the Bible didn't say scream, it just says command. That's when I saw my deliverance. And it doesn't depend on it doesn't depend on your manifestation. Demons don't always shout. You know, everywhere in the Bible, we say, just get out. And if you shout, shout for two seconds and get out. I just want you to get out. I, I really don't need the drama. I, 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 are you hearing what I'm saying? My main aim is to make sure you're free. That's it. I know there are many pastors that thrive when they start. Ah, so you see the power, the power, the power, the power, the power. Stupidity. Do, who cares? The power is not yours. The power is God's. So stop creating a force. And then they will take off their garment. Take it. Take what? And then... And, oh, different things manifest itself. And then I, I, could, I could do that. I could just bring that prayer shawl right now. And just take it. And, and, and they're, they're trying to advertise a program. And then you hear... <laughs> and so the disciples here they are confronted with something they had done before maybe but now this time they couldn't and there was chaos listen to me ladies and gentlemen simple message in whatever trials we find ourselves whether a difficult circumstance 
that we face due to our own sins and shortcomings. Because we do face things that we created by ourselves. Or there could also be things that are sovereignly designed by God that God has brought to us to make us grow and move to the next level. Like Joseph. Joseph didn't do anything wrong. It was orchestrated by God that he is going to be denied and betrayed by his brothers so he can bring deliverance to Israel later on. That was, this, that was a design. Now, whether it is my shortcomings or whether it is something that is designed by God, we need to learn as we prayed in the morning to seek wisdom from the Lord. This is where we all go wrong. Like the father, like the woman with the issue of blood, like the prodigal son, they still sought the Lord for help. So listen to the worst case scenario I just mentioned there, the prodigal son who went and spent his father's money in riotous living. When he reached the end of his road, he didn't seek help from any other person but said, this is my own fault, this is my own mistake, but I will still go back to my father. Unlike many of us that we keep digging a hole for ourselves and say, well, I'm too ashamed to go back to God. Is anyone hearing me what I'm saying? And, 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 and God started to share this with me and say, son, even I, sometimes when I find myself in a mess, I am thinking, who can I call? Than diarrhea heaven. I'm thinking, who has been in this situation before that can help me? Oh, and I don't want to go ahead of myself because most of the time we're looking for people who have been through that without realizing that God can use a donkey to speak to you. I mean, I'm not saying literally God will bring a donkey. But, but, but I'm saying God can use anybody to speak to you. And one of the things I want us to, to teach us this morning is where do we go for help? Maybe it's in our marriage. Maybe it's in our relationship. Maybe it's with our children. Maybe it's with our career. Maybe it's a financial decision. Maybe it's a job decision. Maybe it's a relationship issue. Where do we actually go to seek help? And how do we actually find help? And let me give you two or three things you need to understand. Number one, you've got to seek His help. His capital H, God's help. Tap someone beside you and say, seek God's help. I'm serious. I know this is a simple message. Oh, Pastor, I, I was looking for something deeper. Let's first do the one on the surface. Let's, let's, let's swim in the, in the shallow end first before you die in the deep end without learning how to swim. 
we've got to learn to seek his help. When we're faced with trials, sometimes we actually fail to acknowledge God's existence. People generally feel that the world has more to offer, or, to offer us than the word of God. Naturally, it's even got so, so, so chaotic, and I, I'm going to tread on the side of caution. It's naturally, even if we have a headache, the first thing we're thinking about is paracetamol. Not, God heal me of this headache. If you need paracetamol, please take paracetamol. I am not against medication. Let me repeat myself over and over and over and over again. I am not against medication. What I'm saying is that the God who created our bodies is also a God who can heal. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? I, 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 I take a lot of um, vitamins and all that kind of stuff. This, this is going to be controversial. Uh, uh, because I can just see some doctors just looking at me. And they're all sitting in front. Uh, uh, but, but, but I take a lot. Until one night, just a few nights ago, I was watching this documentary. You know, and my wife, she, green tea, purple tea, right tea, woke, every tea goes. You understand? And I've always had this argument about all these things. Until I saw a fantastic documentary that makes it very clear. That sometimes it's all nonsense. Why? Because they said if you take care of your body, your body is designed to give you everything you need. I'm like, God, aren't you good? So, God who designed your body didn't give you a lack of vitamin K. Is that vitamin K? Sorry. <laughs> I passed biology by God's grace. Uh, 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 God who gave you the body said you will have vitamins D. God who gave you the body says that I have so physiologically set you up in such a way that everything in this body would work together without aid. But sometimes we have destroyed what God has given us naturally that we have to take additional supplements to help our deficiency. And so while I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow. No, they, 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 uh, I, I know every scientific uh, doctor. I know every scientific issue has their own argument. But generally, they put some of these guys on, on, so, uh, on, 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 on a machine, on a stuff, and on all that kind of stuff. Zero. If it didn't make a change. No, nothing. Generally, they didn't deny that you can't, but they said generally your body is designed to give you everything you need. Pastor, why did you say all that? Because our God still is the source of our strength. He knows what he is doing. When he designed you, he made you black. When he designed you, he made you white. He knew you didn't need a tan. Neither he knew you didn't need pills to become white. He knew everything you need, your melanin, your ha-ha, everything you need. 
is there. Everything you need is with you. When he created you short, he says the sun will meet you where you are. When he created you tall, he says you will be a shade to the woman you married you short. He designed everything to work together. And listen above all, when God gave me my wife, he says, I gave you the wife. So when there is issues, you go back to the manufacturer. He's the designer. He's the one who created you. So trying to ask someone who has no idea about the design of your life may be a monumental mistake and a disaster. Because he will sometimes, except through the Spirit of God, most of the time, he will give me his blueprint. But his blueprint is not my blueprint. Because if you watch, look at Daniel's hands, turn to them. Uh, the design of his hands is entirely different to mine. Not to talk about the size. <laughs> so, how would he give me a glove when my Hands are, gee, you got big arms, man. You got big, big. Aha. Uh-huh. Can you see? Very small. And then I want to fit in this body. Just imagine I'm trying to fit into his coat. It will be a disaster. But many of us are wearing someone else's coat. Oh, Jesus, I, I think somebody, somebody missed this. When, 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 when David was going against Goliath, he said, he said let me go. He said, uh, before you go, let me put my soul. If you're ever going to get a garment from anybody else, you shouldn't get a garment from the person who ran away from Goliath. Yeah. Because if that garment was that good enough, you should have gone against him. Yeah. So he now says, ah, let me put you in my garment, my royal garment, my breastplate, my sword, my stuff. The guy picked it up. He looked and said, I can't walk in this. Why? Because his walk with God wasn't with swords. His walk with God wasn't with armory. He says, I can't walk in this. Take it off. What I can walk in is a string and a stone. Did I say a sword will not work? He does. Because after he threw the sling and the stone, he still picked up the sword. But God comes first before anybody brings any help. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? He says, let me try what God has used me to deliver me from the bear. Let me try what God used to deliver me from the lion. It's not I can't get your advice, but I can only get your advice when I need your advice. Right now, I want your advice, but I don't need your advice. God is the one who supplies for all my needs. But the world is more attractive. We want instant answers. We want quick results. So we deny the validity, the, the, the divinity, and the gracious power of God because we're always looking for someone, some, someone else. And that's the reason why many relationships and marriage don't last, la- don't last long because they keep listening to each other instead of listening to God who makes them listen to each other. They don't last because most of the time they're putting the blame on their spouse. 
They don't last because they're always looking at that person is the one who's creating my problem. And so they're fighting a person without realizing that sometimes it's the devil who has come in the midst of you and the only place you can defeat the enemy is going back to God because this thing does not go out except by what? Prayer. Second Chronicles chapter 14 and verse 11. Let's start to bring this to a close. Anasa, or Asa, cried out, cried out to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Did you see that? Help us, O Lord our God, for the rest on you and in your name. We go against this multitude. Oh Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. You can't go to work and rely in the midst of a problem and rely upon your rep. The workplace may have all the power, but he says, whether with little or with those who have no power. Sometimes your children may not perform as you want, but with little or no power, God is still their strength. This week, the GCSEs came out and all that, and and there's someone who was close to me. Right from when he was in primary school. They don't use primary here, isn't it? Well, he was in school. Uh, (laughs) Till he got all the way to his A-levels year, the first year, which is year 12. Is it year? So year 13, they do the... uh, Okay. You got the dates. I got the... uh, Right to year 12, Every single parents meeting, the parents are going with their hearts beating. It is never good news. Never good news. And some of you are smiling because we know what you did to your parents. Never good news. Every single he can do better. 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 And so when they're going, it is a disaster. In fact, the child will speak to the parents before they get there. Like, uh, l- let me tell you what is about to happen. Uh, 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 so 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 them. Never good news. You know what? And it was predicted that he would not succeed. So when the child took a Russell University to go to, it was like a laugh. All the way to A-levels, he now enters into... And let, me, let me go back. When he did his GCSEs, they rejected him in all the schools he applied for. He now enters into the last year of his A-levels. And his parents keep saying, God is our help. God is our help. The result came out, and the funny thing, we'll walk into it, but the funny thing about the result is, by the time it was 7.30, I was on the phone calling them, because I knew what they had been through. 
Have you heard anything? And the father says, no, I haven't heard anything. And then he says, I'll call you back. And then suddenly, he calls me back. Ten minutes after, he says, I- I'm hearing him shouting. I'm hearing him say, hey, go, go and find out what you're, what you're, what's all the shouting about. Yes, and he went into, with, 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 with paste in his mouth, he shouted, I got into university. I go, you know, they will send you an email that they have admitted you. What you get in your GA levels is irrelevant. So far, <laughs> he went to the school and the guy got A's in his subject. All right from the beginning to the end. No good news. But you see, when God is God, and I'm not sure whose parents I'm trying to encourage. He may even not do well in, in A-levels, but God still has a plan for that child. Because he was the manufacturer. He knew him before he was born. He knew her before she was born. What do I do? I just keep seeking God's help. As that father, you keep going to Jesus. Even with your doubts, you keep saying you are my help. And that's why when I look up to the hills, whence cometh my help? That scripture, if I, if I download it to you, you will not believe it. Because, 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 because uh, we were not sure if David was the writer or he wasn't the writer. So I can go in either way of, of it. Because I know it's the song of ascent. That means when the children of Israel, when they're going up to Jerusalem, they, they start to see that song. That, those, that, but if it was David's, that hills was not good news for him. It was a hill where he had to run all over the place. When he looks at the hill, he feels the time. When Saul was chasing after him. He saw despair when he saw the hills. He saw calamity when he saw the hills. So let's assume it was David who was the writer. He says, when I look up to the hills, even those hills were not enough to save me. My help comes from the Lord who turns my calamity into a place of protection. Although the hills were not a good memory for me, but it was still those hills that protected me. When we fall into trouble, who exactly do we run to? Some guys run to their mothers. And my wife has started again. And some wives run to their mothers. My husband is crazy again. And your mom and your dad gives you their own blueprint. But what they're fighting with may be different from yours. For Samuel 30 verse 60. 6 to 8 says, David went to recover all by first seeking the help of God. So we can either let our crisis handle us or let God handle our crisis. 1 Samuel 36 to 8. You can read that when you get home. You, listen to me. Can I conclude on this part? Listen carefully. You've got to recognize that when you move with God, you cannot fail. But when you move without God, you cannot win. Your strong will is not enough to command great results. Neither is your strong drive adequate enough to make a real mark in the race of life. It is all from God. So you've got to learn to seek his help. Secondly, you've got to trust his help. So Daniel is a representative of God. Just assume. So come Daniel. I've got to learn to seek him. Come to him. 
pray to him. But likewise, I've got to be able to trust his help. Okay. I've got to learn to seek him. I've got to learn to come to him for his help. But I've got to learn not only to trust him, but trust his help. There's a big difference. Because we trust God, that's why we're in church. But do we trust the help he's given us? Because when God is about to help you, he will help you with things you're not ready to receive. As I said on Wednesday, if you miss Wednesday, you've missed a lot. I said, when God wants to give you a present, he wraps it up in a problem. (laughs) Sometimes God can be found. His help can be found in the most unusual places. Joseph found help to the throne in prison. (laughs) Not while he was outside. He was a jailer. He found help in prison. Barak, not Obama, but Barak in the Bible, found help from a woman called Deborah. A woman. So all you male chauvinists, women are powerful. And the women just were quiet, like, hey, you've kept, you, so, they're powerful. And Barak found help from a warrior called Deborah. Naaman found help from the little insignificant maid in his house. Maid says, uh, tell my boss, there, there is someone in Israel that can heal him of this leprosy. Big Naaman, small little maid. Unusual place. Unusual place. Joshua's spies found help from a harlot. (laughs) Just imagine. Who helped you? Oh, the harlot at King's Cross. He, 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 he. That's the reason why I always say to people, never judge anyone who walks through these doors. They may not smell like you, dress like you, look like you, but be quiet. You never know who walks through the doors. You never know how God will bring help to you. You never know when God says through his servants, say hello to seven people you don't know. You, the first person you turn to is your wife or the people you know. Hello, hello. You, you forget that you can ask for one name, what they do, and it may be the answer to your problems. Just like that. But you know what? Many people think it is the pastor who is the one that can solve your problems. Two weeks ago, I shared the testimony of Janine helping a young lady in church with her CV. If you bring the CV to me, you will need his love. But we all say, until I, until, I, until I get to the pastor, nothing can happen. God has empowered everyone here. Anyone can lay hands upon you and you're healed. 
God doesn't want anyone to get the glory. It's an arrant nonsense that we are doing all over the world. That we think it's only those who stand in the pulpit that has the power. Jesus didn't hold the power. He gave the power to everybody else. God, Jesus said to go into the whole world and heal. There's nothing spectacular about healing. He says that some people have TV appearances. And they're showing off on what is available to everybody else. You have the power. You have the strength. You have the wisdom. Even Jesus, Jesus. Je- someone say Jesus. Jesus. He needed help. Uh, how? When he was carrying the cross, he had to look to a guy called Simon who helped him fulfill his destiny. Help, I call it, in unusual places. Let's talk about Abraham. Abraham needed a wife for his son. And he went to the servant in his house. Can you, can you grasp that? A servant. And he says, go and find me a wife for my son. A servant. Meaning, if he had treated the servant badly, the servant wouldn't find destiny for his son. Be careful of how you treat people. Many people, however, would prefer to keep sinking a sinking boat to hide their inevitable failure. Pride will ruin a lot of people from getting help before calamity hits their home. One of the most devastating things in life is when you're too proud to ask for help. I don't want anyone to know my problem. You have a problem. Have you, did you hear your statement? I don't want anyone to know my problem. You have a problem. But if you're sick, the doctor knows your problem. You don't want anyone. That means you have shut out the voice of God. Because if the voice of God says to you, go to that maid. No. I don't know if that maid is a gossip. Who cares? So far I'm healed. So far... I receive my deliverance. Whatever you do with my information is your problem because I will always be going up. You're killing yourself hardly, softly, gently, whatever song you want to sing about that, by not receiving help. Pride. You're financially in trouble and yet you still have not found people who can help you. You're trying to buy a house and you're going at it alone and you're frustrated regardless of the fact that pastor said, see this person, see that person. Uh, church, they, they gossip too much. You're included. <laughs> Who really cares? I've shared this before. Before Our financial step up in life uh, or let me reverse this. Our financial intended stupidity was actually saved by two young girls. We were even, yesterday, we drove past the place where we wanted to buy a four, was it four or five bedroom property in Stevenage. We went there yesterday. We drove past it. Because it has an indelible mark in my mind, I, I, I don't even know places. You can take me to the same place and I keep asking, what's the way, what's the way, what's... It's difficult, it's difficult for me to navigate myself from here to my house. How much more to someone else's house? My, it frustrates my wife because my wife, you take her to a place one time, she gets it. I 
Ten times I'm still asking the same thing. But thank God, God always sends help in different ways. Ways, 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 ways. So because I don't want no abuse anymore, I press ways. Oh honey, don't you know the place? I said traffic, ways. Uh, so God has made a ways where there seems to be no way. We went there and we were thinking and we were, we were thanking God. We didn't buy the property because two young girls, not young, they're not young, very a bit old, but eh, in their 30s, sat us down on lunch and said, why do you want to move now? Why can't you take that money and invest in a property? Simple. I was a minister in that church. But I yet knew where to get help from. And it set the course of our financial stability without realizing there will be a time God will call me to the ministry and there will be no income coming in at all. It was that decision that kept us going for 18 months, two years. But pride kills us. Can I speak to my young, they said G's, in the house. You young men, find someone to ask questions from. Because if you don't, it is only those who don't ask questions that are mentally bankrupt. And I mean questions from the right people who God leads you to. Very important. Some people are too proud, won't ask help, even if their marriage is not working. Your inability to ask for help shows your low self-esteem. <laughs> Moses found help from a rod. David found protection from the hills. The reason we don't trust God's help is we reject the avenue in which the help comes from. When we have issues in our lives that need attention, there are times that God will lead us to do some tough things and make some tough choices. Gideon, God says, you want my help? Get rid of 29,700 soldiers. 29,700. And all you should have is 300. Pentecostal, we Pentecostal righteous people. Uh, these days we say, mm, I rebuke the devil. Do you realize what God just told him to do? He says, get rid of them. Get rid of your friends. Okay, you, you, you need to make a decision. Shut down social media. Ah, that is the only avenue in which people will know my trade. God says, shut it down. That's exactly how it is. But we won't shut it down because 27,000, 29,700. God, are you having a laugh? So we trust him, but we don't trust his help. Sometimes, God may want you you to help you. The supernatural provision of God depended on the widow using what little oil she had in her house. The supernatural. So when God wanted to help the widow, he says, help you, help you. <laughs> but many of us don't have enough confidence in God saying to us, you 
help you. Sometimes you don't need anyone. Sometimes God will say, I have deposited enough power on the inside of you to solve the situation. Because as I preach over the last two weeks, you are greater than a location. So as we round up this morning, let's understand that our help comes from God. Don't sing the song without knowing the song. Let's start to look around us and start to say, God, when I need help, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Let us start to sing the song that was sung this morning. That spirit lead me. Lead me to places that even I'm afraid to tread the waters. But let me go there. Let it not be a song. Let it be a lifestyle. God gives you friends and I don't deny that. But sometimes God wants you to help you. God is saying to you, wake up early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, for the next one week, and pray. <laughs> God, you know, I'm not pastor. Eh, what is about to come to you is more than what is coming to pastor. God is saying to you, sow a seed into someone's life. Ah, God, how can you tell me to do that? 29,700, I should just let go? And you're telling me the only 100 pounds I have, I should give it to someone? You trust God, but you don't trust the avenue of his help. And all that comes through prayer. He is your help. Don't worry. He will always help you. And Isaiah, the scripture we said, he says he will not put you to shame. So when he tells you to do things that is beyond you, he still will not put you to shame. He says, set your eyes like flint. All things will work together for your good. Someone say amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.